Welcome to the seventh episode of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. By now, you should probably get the point of the podcast, but I'll tell you anyway. I compare two great current athletes and compare them against one another. In this edition of the Head to Head Podcast, we are looking at two actual brothers who are star athletes in the NBA currently. The Gasol brothers of Spain, Marc Gasol and Pau Gasol. They've basically been very similar to one another, being stars in the same city at one point, and now going up against each other in the NBA. The rarity of how good these two have been for almost two decades in the league. Let's start off with Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol has been in the league for 10 years. He's played all 10 years with the Memphis Grizzlies. His stats, 15.2 points per game. He averages 17.2 points per game in the playoffs when the Grizzlies have gone there. Four of the 10 years he's been with the Grizzlies. 7.7 rebounds per game. One and a half blocks, because he's a big man and blocks are important. 48% 48% field goal percentage. He is a free-time All-Star. He's an All-NBA first team once, an All-NBA second team once, 2013 Defensive Player of the Year. I would say that Mark has been one of the most underrated two-way players in the league, in a league where you have LeBron, you have Kawhi, you have Paul George. The big man, he is a two-way player. He's great on the offensive end and great on the defensive end. He's been the defensive player. Of the year. He's been the best player on the Grizzlies for the past decade in this era where they've had Mike Conley, they've had Rudy Gay, they've had all these guys, Jeff Green, etc., etc. He has been the face of an organization for over a decade, and he was a throw-in in the trade for his brother. That trade, which led Pow to the Lakers, had Kwame Brown and a little unknown named Marcus Gasol. No one knew that Marcus Gasol was going to turn out to be one of the best big man in, in the league. And like his brother, he became a star in Memphis. No one knew his game. He came out of nowhere scoring. Quickly, he developed defense. And these this was at a time, it's, it's lost now, but the Grizzlies were on the right path in the Western Conference Finals where they lost. And then Lionel Collins was fired right after. Right after they went to the Western Conference Finals. That team is one of the biggest what-ifs. They had Mike Conley. They traded Rudy Gay. They had Marc Gasol. They had all of these guys. And now that team has been broken apart. Zach Randolph's no longer there. Marc Gasol and Zach Randolph were the biggest one-two punch in center power forward in NBA history. They are like the Sacramento Kings. They were the team that played in the wrong era, in the LeBron era, in the Warriors era, in the Clippers era even. They were stopped by better teams. I remember the the first time I re- realized that the Grizzlies were for real when they were against the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs were the one seed, the Grizzlies were the eight seed, and the Grizzlies beat them in six games. And I was like, wow, there's something going on in Memphis. And it's now been torn apart, and there's rumors every day whether or not Marcus Gasol is going to get traded. Is Marcus Gasol going to end his career with the Grizzlies? He's been one of the best big men in the NBA, scoring 
15 points a game. He He's in an era now where it's like he seems like he's useless because you can't be on the floor against the Warriors when you're a big man. It seems like the Warriors have almost made him useless. Yet, I would still want my team to get him. I hope the Celtics at some point look into acquiring Marcus Gasol. He is just one of the best big men in the NBA. And again, he came out of nowhere. No one expected this. Maybe the Grizzlies did. I don't really know. He's had a lot of coaches. He's been in the league 10 years. He's un- he's one of the most underrated stars in the league. At one point, he was a superstar. He's kind of fallen back to star status. I love that group in Memphis where they had Marcus Gasol, Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, Mike Conley, Jeff Green, Rudy Gay at one point. They were the most fun team to watch. And they are the one of the biggest what-ifs. They are like the Seattle with the Sean Kemps and the Gary Paynes. He's never won a ring. It's basically the only thing missing from his resume. I mean, that and an MVP. But Marcus Gasol is one of the most underrated players in the league that we forgot about. He's almost like LaMarcus Aldridge in that point. They're just putting up stats and stats and stats and not winning. You see guys like Al Horford now getting all the credit that he deserves. Marcus Gasol could be like an Al Horford on a team. He is a Splendid passer, a really good big man. He still scores a lot. He can't be your number one option in today's NBA, though. I, for one, am rooting for Marcus Gasol to be traded to a winning situation where he can finally win a ring because that team was so close in that Western Conference Finals and they failed to reach the NBA Finals. But that team has just, they were broken up way too soon. They fired their coach. I don't understand firing a coach after going to the Western Conference Finals and winning Coach of the Year. I get it. They, they get expensive. Now they fired another coach in David Fisdale. I feel bad for Marc Gasol. He's in a bad situation. It's the exact same situation that Pau Gasol was in with the Memphis Grizzlies. They change coach after coach, even when they're starting to win. you got to keep that guy. The Celtics kept Doc Rivers for over seven years before they won the big one. They waited Doc Rivers was here for that long until the Celtics became winners. You have to develop stars. You have to develop teams. And that team didn't. It rushed and it didn't get developed. Now he's going into his age 33 season and he needs a resurgence. Not unlike the one that his brother had in Pau Gasol. Let's get into the numbers of Pau Gasol who's been in the league for 18 years now, 7 years with Memphis, 7 years with the Lakers, 2 years with Chicago, 2 years with the Spurs, 18.4 points per game, 15.4 in the playoffs, 9.9 rebounds per game, so he's basically averaging a double-double, 1.7 blocks per game, over 20,000 career points, which again is a rarity. It's not the baseball 3,000 hit club, but it's a it's a steam club to be a part of. I wouldn't mind having 20,000 career NBA points. Then after that, you have a 50% field goal percentage, a two-time NBA champion with the Lakers when they went back-to-back against the Celtics and the Magic, and that Celtics one still burns in my soul, but I'm going to have to say that they did that. They beat the Celtics in seven games. At the time, I always thought Gasol was soft, but as the years have gone by, I've learned to appreciate him more, that they're not going up against him in the NBA Finals. But at one point, he was probably my most hated 
NBA player. I hated Pau Gasol because I knew Kevin Garnett hated Pau Gasol. This is the fanhood that I'm part of. I hate these people when my guys hate these people. I bleed Celtic Green, so I hated Pau Gasol. There were certain guys, there was Zaza Pachulia, and there was Pau Gasol because I knew Kevin Garnett and the Celtics hated Kobe, and they hated Pau Gasol. But two-time NBA champ, got to give him credit for that. Six-time All-Star, two-time NBA second team, two-time NBA third team. And he was the NBA Rookie of the Year in 2002. And one of his most signature dunks was off Kevin Garnett. Pau Gasol has been so good for so long that it gets underappreciated because at one point you burst onto the scene in the NBA and everyone's like, look at this. Consistency doesn't get rewarded by fans. It gets rewarded by paychecks. And this man keeps getting paid, keeps getting paid by these teams, but he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He's, he's not looked on as Kevin Garnett's level, but I think he's pretty close to being Kevin Garnett-ish. The rebounds are there. The points are there. The other defensive end, he's, it's his weakness is on defense. He's kind of soft. It's the whole Euro thing, I guess. We look at Spanish players and we go, oh, they're soft. They're stylish. They're, you know, he's, he's a perimeter type player. Over the years, he's developed a free point shot, which not everyone's a fan of watching big men shoot frees. I don't mind it. I mean, how he started his career in Memphis to where he is now is fascinating to watch. Those seven years in Memphis, he had Hubie Brown, he had all of these coaches, and then he got the big trade, Kwame Brown and his brother, and he went to the Lakers, and it revitalized his career. And then I remember when the Bulls got him, and it was like, wow, the Bulls are back. They got Derrick Rose, they got Jimmy Butler, they have Pau Gasol, and Pau Gasol went to the Bulls and had one of his best seasons where he averaged over 20 points. He was an NBA All-Star. We all thought he was washed up because Mike D'Antoni made the huge mistake of not playing Pau Gasol. It was one of the biggest mistakes in NBA history. With that All-Star team that the Lakers had of Steve Nash, Kobe, Dwight, the one who got the most sacrifice was Pau. His minutes went way down. Mike D'Antoni didn't want to use him. And then Pau Gasol became this forgotten guy. And then he just came back and destroyed the league with the Chicago Bulls. In his last few years with the Spurs, he's been okay. He's been decent. He can still score. He's not the same guy. But the way he plays is so interesting to me. Because he's a better version of LaMarcus Aldridge. He is more consistent. He's pl- I've seen him play some of his biggest games. When Kobe got Pau... It was like, I know we'll never have Kobe and Shaq again. We'll never have that. But that was so fun to watch. That's a duo that doesn't get enough credit. Those back-to-back titles with Kobe and Pau Pau Gasol are some of my favorite memories of watching two teammates play together. It was so fascinating. They had guys like Lamar Odom and Ron and Tess. But the two people you couldn't help but watch was Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol. He was at one point a top 20 NBA player. And I don't think he ever got credit for being that. He got the All-Stars. The fans have never... It never seemed like the fans really appreciated Pau Gasol from my point of view. I loved watching him and Kobe play together. I love the way Kobe talked about him. How Pau was the missing piece. People forget this. The year before in 2008, 
was when Kobe demanded to be traded. And this was like the first year I really started to watch basketball was when the Celtics became good and they got Garnett and they got Ray Allen and they got Paul Pierce. Then the Lakers made that trade to get Powell, which people forget at that deadline, the Lakers were already like the number one team in the West. And then they got Powell Gasol. And I remember I didn't even watch Memphis at that point. So the first time I really saw Powell Gasol play was as a Laker. And that year, that year in my mind was my biggest year as a basketball fan has ever been. Nothing will be as fun as 2008 rooting for Garnett, Pierce, and Allen. And then watching Gasol and Kobe form. We beat them that year in six. And then game six, we destroyed them. And then the next year, they crushed the Magic. And then the year after that, they went in seven. That run was so fun. Those three straight years where Powell and Kobe were in the NBA Finals. They were the most fascinating people to me to watch play basketball together. Powell was the polar opposite of Kobe. Kobe was this guy who took every shot, was the man, Captain Clutch. And then this Powell Gasol guy who could, who was a superstar in Memphis, he just took the role. He was like the first great teammate I probably saw play basketball. I don't know why. I give him tons of credit for what he did because he went from superstar. We don't, we see, okay, the Chris Bosh thing. Chris Bosh went to Miami, he sacrificed all that. Pau Gasol did that first. We give Kevin Love all this credit. Pau Gasol did this first. Pau Gasol was the original big man who sacrificed a lot to be in a winning situation. I think that's what he did with Kobe. Pau Gasol could have been scoring 25 a game on some loser-ass team, like Kevin Love did for all those years. But he sacrificed the numbers to play with Kobe, to play with Odom, to play with Artest, to be coached by the best coach ever. Pau Gasol should be put in that list with those guys. I think he's way better than Chris Bosh. I think he's way better than Kevin Love. And I think he should be respected in that way. He's not. He's not looked at like those guys are. And I really don't understand why. Again, that was 2007-2008. That was the first... I'm, I was 14 years old. In the last 10 years, I have not known basketball without Pau Gasol. And it has been fantastic to watch him play. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. We talk again, we talk about Bosch, we talk about love sacrificing. He was the first guy I really saw sacrifice his numbers. Again, I thought he was soft when we played them in the finals, but I was a Celtic fan. I didn't hate the guy, you know, he was my team. But as the years have gone by, I've learned to appreciate Pau Gasol as a player. And as a rival to Garnett, he was the ultimate rival to Garnett. Garnett came to the Celtics. He was tough. He was mean. He was, uh, then you had this, I don't know, Pau Gasol, this lovable Spanish guy. He was the ultimate rivalry. I don't know. I was fascinated by the rivalry at the time. And these are the guys that made me love basketball. The big three with the Celtics and then Kobe and Pau. I give them the most credit for why I love basketball. And it's why it's probably become my favorite sport. It's the only thing I think about most of the time is basketball and baseball. Those are the two favorite sports of mine. But that guy was a huge part of why I like basketball. For me, it was actually heartbreaking to see Mike D'Antoni bench this guy, who I saw win two rings, for Dwight Howard. I hated Dwight Howard. I still hate Dwight Howard. And he chose to please Dwight Howard over play Pau Gasol, which was one of the most frustrating things I have ever seen in the game of basketball. In these 10 years that I've watched this closely, I'm a huge fan of Pau. Again, I'm a huge fan of Mark also. 
Powell was one of the first players I really saw. The first when if you're a sports fan, the first time you watch sports is the most memorable. Those are the players I love the most. I love Ray Allen. I love Paul Pierce. I love Garnett. I love Steve Nash. I love Dirk. They have a special place in my psyche because those were the guys that made me like the sport. And Powell is in that top ten. He's probably one of my top ten favorite. NBA players of all time because he was there at the time where I needed it the most to love the sport of basketball. I didn't like basketball until I was 14 years old. And when the Celtics weren't good, I I didn't pay attention. Then the Celtics got good. And I would watch the Celtics right now, whether they were good, bad, or I don't know. I love the game of basketball. I'm hooked on the game of basketball. And Pau Gasol has always been a fascinating character to watch develop his game, his playoff status. I think he's a sure fire Hall of Fame basketball player. To compare the two of them against each other, though, is difficult because Powell has the eight years on Mark. But I will say this, Powell is a way better offensive player than Mark, and I think Mark is a way better defensive player than Powell. But I would have to give the overall edge to pow the soul. Again, the NBA championships, the sacrificing to play with Kobe. If Marcus Gasol can make that transition from star player of a team to role player on a winning team, he would again, he needs a rejuvenation like Pow had, where Pow leaves Memphis and goes to the bigger team. Again, I hate to say that, but he can't stay in Memphis. There's no, there's not going to be any winning in Memphis. For the next five years. It doesn't look like a good situation. They're stuck with too many bad contracts. With Mike Conley. Too many bad deals. The Chandler Parsons deal. Is one of the worst NBA contracts. Out there right now. So I would say the winner is. Pau Gasol. And again. I just feel like this guy is so. Underrated. Underrated. And again as a brother duo. You look at the. The Morris brothers are in the league right now. The Lopez brothers are in the league right now. They are the best. They might be the best brother duo in basketball history. Again, all-star games, defensive player of the years, NBA championships, scoring, the rebounding. Pau Gasol has over 20,000 career points. He is the ultimate Robin to Kobe's Batman. Again, I didn't watch basketball in the Kobe and Shaq era, but I did watch basketball in the Kobe Pow era. In those seven years, they were teammates. And those I watched so closely for those seven years of Kobe and Pow. And Kobe is one of my top five favorite players. Pow is in that list of favorite players. So I would I would have to give the edge to Pow. But I think Marcus Saul, if he can get on a winning team and change, it looks like he's starting to deteriorate as a player. But why Pow has the edge isn't just because he's a better player. It's because the second half of his career has been almost as good as the first half. The first half of his career, he's a star in Memphis. The second half of his the, he's a star with the Lakers. Those are like the first half. And then the second half with the Bulls. He was amazing in those two years with the Bulls. He was amazing in seven years with the Lakers. He is pretty good now with the Spurs. The second half of All-Stars careers are the most fascinating. Because as you're starting to deteriorate as a player, how do you stay relevant in the game? And Pau Gasol has been the same amount of relevant since I've watched basketball. He is still a really, really good basketball player.
player. He's not a superstar anymore. He's not a star. He is still a solid NBA player that any team would want to have on their team. And Marcus Saul probably needs to prove that he can be that on another team. Again, their games are very similar. They're both perimeter-oriented players where they shoot mid-range game and they don't attack the basket. They're not ferocious dunkers. Again, Marcus Saul was a great defensive player. I'm not so sure he is anymore. Also with Powell, I feel like we don't reward longevity. I'm watching guys like Vince Carter. Vince Carter was an amazing player for a, a, a good 10 years. Pau Gasol is still playing in this league at not an elite level, but a very solid player. Vince Carter is not relevant right now. I would put Pau Gasol ahead of a guy like Vince Carter because Pau Gasol has remained relevant in the league. His entire run in this league, he could remain relevant. Next year might be his last year in the league, but guess what? He would still be relevant in the conversation as a go-to guy, as a guy who can help a team. Vince Carter is not helping a team anymore. He's just a 40-year-old who can dunk, and it's sort of impressive. I don't mean to come off as mean to Vince Carter, but Pau Gasol is old, but he's not useless. Kevin Garnett was useless at the end. The sad part of the Garnett career was the ending of the career. Ray Allen was useful at the end of his career. Pau Gasol is still useful. Usefulness should be rewarded more than just being there forever. Jason Terry has just played forever. It's not that impressive. Pau Gasol is still useful. Ray Allen was still useful. Those guys should be rewarded ahead of guys who just play forever. I, lo I loved how Tracy McGrady retired young, and he's not Vince Carter still playing. Again, usefulness. If Marcus Hall can stay in this league and stay useful, there's a chance he could surpass Powell. But on this edition of the Head to Head podcast, I have to give it to Powell Gasol because for 18 years in this league, he has remained relevant and more importantly, useful for those teams. And those Lakers teams are some of the best teams I've I've seen play. And I miss that style of basketball with the big men and him going up against him going up against um him going up against Dwight Howard in the NBA finals and him going up against Yao Ming's people forget Yao Ming's of the world. The big men are still relevant and these are two of the best big men. So again, in this edition of the Head Air Podcast, the edge goes to Pau Gasol over Marcusol. It is so fascinating that the these two are brothers, and they both played in Memphis, hit Mark for eight years, and Pow for seven years. But overall, Pow's just got the numbers. 20,000 career points cannot be ignored, and the longevity. Pau Gasol is clearly the better player of the two. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to it on iTunes, and remember to review subscribe, rate, and download. Thank you for listening.